You're with Pastor Troy right here. We're getting excited. We got a special program for you. You're going to be seeing over the next few weeks until we get ready for season two. You're going to be seeing the best of the On the Dock season one. These will be coming at you hard and steady. I want you to get them out there. Check them out. Help us get them out to your friends. We want to see you on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes as well. But this is the best of, get this, the best of season one. Get ready for it. We're going to be coming at you with a super season two coming up this August. We'll see you soon. Enjoy this episode of On the Dock season one. Best of. the dock with pastor troy and mother beth we're in the room here today we're ready to give you another fine taste of some good conversation that conversation is all about propelling your faith out of the shallows and into the deep hope you're joining us on one of our incredible platforms just to remind you if you've got us on one go find us on another check us out at youtube spotify itunes google Podcasts, facebook roku rumble and SermonNet. if you go to roku you gotta download the SermonNet app in Roku and find the On the Dock with Pastor Troy channel and get with us on Facebook, Twitter, Telegram. What's the other one? Instagram. I never used Instagram. I know I have a page, but I don't even know how it works. Hey, we'll have to think about this Getter. We think about the best, got a whole new Getter. Yeah. You, the we'll new Getter up. app. They had over a million people signed up, Lucas, right off the bat. I've never even heard of it. I know they just launched. They just launched Sunday. <laughs> have one million people. It's a new conservative kind of Twitter type thing going on. I mean, they're coming out with them so fast, can't keep up with them. Yeah. Once you find one of our platforms, we want you to subscribe to it. We want you to like it. We want you to make comments. We want you to share it. We definitely want you to share it and make your presence felt. We want to know you're there and get that notification so when we go live, you can you can hear us. And then, hey, become an On The Dock partner or even better, if you've got a business or organization, you want to become a sponsor, we'll profile you a little bit here. So check us out at Patreon. Go to Patreon, download that app, look for On The Dock. Uh, with Pastor Troy, or you can actually go to our website at onthedoc.org, and you can download a link. There's a link there that gets you to our Patreon site as well. Also, links there that get you to all of our platforms. So if you're just like me, computer dumb, just go to onthedoc.org, and Haley's got all kinds of little easy buttons, and you just push the button and see where it goes. And if you don't like it, I just hit the back arrow, start over again. It's a great thing. And you can always email us at info at onthedoc.org. We are so excited to have you with us. We've got Mother Beth in the studio with me, my bride. My bride. How long have we been married now? 32 years, almost 33. Is that right? Going to be 33 this year? Mm -hmm. She's, look at that. Look at the look. She's calculating. Dudes, I got one on her. 33. 33. You know, yeah. the problem is you buy that big ring for her for the 30th and take her on a fancy thing. She forgets everything. Oh, 32. 32. No, it would be 33. It's oh, been, this is 21. I don't believe it. 32. 30, feel, guys, feels like 33. I don't know. I'm in trouble now. All right. Don't don't Facebook us on that one, okay? <laughs> hey, in the studio, you won't see him today. He doesn't have a camera on him yet. We're going to get a camera on him eventually just because his mama loves him. But we've got our own executive director, our techno wizard, the doctor of techno wizardry, Lucas Winkler. And let me say hi, Lucas. Hey, everybody. He's on audio. You got his face there just for his mama. He's got a good-looking face, good-looking kid. 
fine young man in the Lord. He's in the studio with us as well. He'll be jumping in whenever he wants to as well. Why? Because he's in charge of everything that makes this thing happen. He can do what he wants. He's like the wizard, the techno wizard. The Psalms Volume 1 Project, we're in it, where this series has been a great series. We're going to continue today. We're in the fourth part of that series. We'll be taking a look at Psalm 23. You know that psalm? Yeah, though I mm-hmm. walk through the yeah. I think yeah. everybody knows that one. Yeah, everybody knows this one, so it's gonna be tough to give you something you don't know. Hopefully, we can get you something. And the title of our psalm is "I Am Not Alone," and I love that because it's gonna be a feature of the song you're gonna hear. Song written by Joshua Sherman and Stephen Musso. "I Am Not Alone." You're gonna hear it in just a second as we kick this off. We've been kicking off each of these psalm series with a video done with the psalm being quoted, along with the psalm song being done and Lucas and Ben uh, Adelini, Ben's our worship pastor at Community of Church, also one of our co-hosts at On The Dock. They're going to be doing this incredible piece for you, so it'll get us focused and centered. So get ready. We're going to launch this thing here real quick, and let's just get in the zone. Get down. Get that. Co- Look here. I got the On The Dock thing going on. Get you a little On The Dock coffee. Mm-hmm. Get you a cup of coffee, cup of tea, something nice. Maybe get a Crown Brew. I like it when you support Crown Brew. It helps in my retirement someday because someday I'm going to have to move in with the boy. They have good lemonade, too. They have great lemonade. The strawberry lemonade is killer. Fresh squeeze. Fresh squeeze. Get that. All right. We're going to watch this Psalm 23 and hear the song, get you centered. Then we're going to dive into this, and we're going to have some fun on the dock getting into the word into the psalm. Check, Check this out. Here we go. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. He goes before me. Defender behind me And I won't fear I'm filled with anointing My cup's overflowing No weapon can harm me And I won't fear And hallelujah I am not alone He's my And 
always guides me Through mountains and valleys His joy is refreshing Oh, He restores my soul
Wow. Just, just wow. Just powerful, isn't it, Beth? Yeah, it's good. Just incredible. We're going to jump right into this because we, we've got to get moving here. This is a good psalm. Six, just six verses, but it's a, one of the most powerful psalms in the world. So we'll check this out and get, get rocking and rolling here. So I just want to just hum on through this. And I want to get off by starting, starting with the fact that we need to take a look at where this psalm comes from, what it's all about. This psalm is a psalm of David. It's not a question about that. David wrote this psalm. It's attributed to him. There's nobody arguing it's not. It's clearly a shepherd's vision of who God is as our great shepherd. It takes David's life. You can see this, his experiences. And it puts it to a psalm as a song here. It puts it to a song about who the shepherd is. And, and just using bigger phrases, instead of going through the, the six stanzas, it, it shows us the, the shepherd is a nourisher, a refresher, a guide, a protector, somebody who provides abundance. You can see all that in there. And it shows us that the hand of God's incredible and perpetual favor is on those that are under his care. The sheep of his pasture get extraordinary care, Beth. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's important for us to remember that. The, the first section of this psalm, it's really key, is the first four verses. That's the Lord is my shepherd part. I shall not want. We all know that one. All the way through that last, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. All that, those first four verses, if you just look at those, the, look at the I, the he, 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 you kind of see the I, I, for you are with me. You can kind of sense that, that, that this is David's testimony. I experienced this. I know that. And he was there for me. So it's just loaded with a personal testimony. Uh, it's just those first four verses are testimony. What changes, interestingly, I have never noticed this until I really dug it in for this series that we did. If you want to watch the whole series on this, you can go to Community Faith Church. We did a, a full series on this on all seven of these. They're in-depth. Some of them are, go as long as two weeks. And we want to encourage you, go to YouTube or go to the Community Faith Church YouTube or Facebook site or to the Community Faith Church Sermonet. You can see the whole archive there. You can go to cyftv.com and find our archive and go back and watch these. And you can hear a lot more detail there. But just talking about this from our level here at On The Dock, the second section, I never caught this first five and six. Let me show you the difference. Five and six says, you prepare me a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Now we're talking about forward movement. Surely goodness mercy shall follow me. That's a forward. All the days, future days, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Everything all of a sudden jumps from him and his testimony of the past to all of a sudden this incredible future tense, hmm. which is you, me, and, and, and everybody that's a part of that, that flock. So he wasn't, this, this psalm is not dated, is what I'm trying to say. And what a beautiful psalm it is. Theme of 23rd Psalms, it's a psalm of trust. We can trust God as sheep trust his good, as a sheep trusts his good shepherd. And though we might go about doing our sheep thing differently, each of us, oftentimes we're about our own business and doing our own thing. We must never forget, we gotta never forget that ours is a good shepherd. Our God is a mm, good, he's yeah. a great shepherd. And you and I are never alone. Just like the song says, you and I are never alone. That's the theme of this whole psalm. We're not alone. It starts off in Psalm 23, 1. We all know this well. The Lord is my shepherd. If you're an old King James, the Lord is my shepherd and, and, and he has all that I need, all that I want. Hmm. I love that. The Lord the Lord here is that word he, Yahweh again. We've been talking about that in this whole series. We see different words Adonai, which is like that special high. It's like call it. You can call you can call your 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 your, your father figure your dad. You can call him father or dad. Mm -hmm. Yahweh's like calling him dad. Adonai's like calling him father. It's a little more formal, but he's still your dad. Mm -hmm. So so the Lord in this case, dad is my shepherd. You know, he's he's got everything I need. He's my dad. I love how that starts. It's that really deep, intimate, personal covenant. We're grafted in. Even though we're not Jews, 
we're grafted in, and though the Jews can call him Father in that special covenant, we get grafted in through the blood of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. and we get the full privileges of that. So he, Yahweh, he's, he's our Yahweh as well. David, as I said earlier, we're, we're getting his testimony in those first four verses. So you're seeing that he and, and, and he's talking about I and, and he being God and I being that relationship of sheep to shepherd, uh, child to father or child to dad in this case. Uh, Psalm 23, 2 gets into that a little bit better. And we know this. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still orders. You can just say this. Dad provides a good home for me and a place where I get all I need. Right. You know, I've got the, the, the refrigerator's full. And guess what? The water thing on it works. Our water thing at our house squirts us all the time. It doesn't work half right. We have to go put ice in it. We don't have a real, we have an ice maker, but it doesn't work. It hasn't worked in years. Right. So I go to the church, get ice, put ice in it. And it, then, then we get water and it squirts us. So, uh, so <laughs> I, I need to do better provided at home. I, I'm not a good dad in that case. So, but, but he makes me like that. I mean, he's given us perfect place. He's given us right stuff. Green pastures. Very cool, refreshing place. Everybody can see that. He leads me beside still waters. The still's an important thing because uh, the word minical is the word used there for still in front of the waters. And it means a peaceful and quiet place. Uh, it means a resting place. Mm -hmm. So so it's, it would be, it wouldn't be a disturbing water. It would be a, a very subtle. I used to really enjoy watching NASCAR or, or the, or I like the old painting guy. What was that guy that, with the big, with the Bob big Ross. Front, Bob Ross? Because he was, he talked real quiet and put little clouds. I go right to I go right to sleep on him. I, NASCAR, the I go right at golf, golf. and they're yeah. approaching the third hole. He's down to make his approach, and I'm out. So, still waters would be something along that line, a right. resting place, a, a wonderful place to be. And 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 Ezekiel talks about this in Ezekiel chapter 34. The prophet kind of gives us a feeling about this. He says, "Yes, I will give them good pastures." This is what the sovereign Lord says. I myself will search and find my sheep. That's us. I will be like a shepherd looking for the scattered flock. That's our God. I will find my sheep and rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on that dark and cloudy day. I will bring them back home to their own land of Israel from among the people of nations. The diaspora had happened. And this is the return of the people of Israel. Mm -hmm. I will bring them back and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel and be by the rivers. There you go. By, 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 by still waters mm -hmm. and the rivers and all the places where people live. Yes, I will give them good pasture land on the hills of Israel. They will lie down in pleasant places and feed in lush pastures of the hills. I myself will tend my sheep and give them a place to lie down in peace, says the sovereign Lord. You can kind of see, even though this is later than David, the image is being drawn from the Psalm 23. Mm. You can feel God. That's what God really wants for us. God wants us to be able to trust in him and let him provide for us. And, and he doesn't want us under stress. One of the things that I think is really interesting to remember is that sheep by nature are a lot like humans. I don't mean that we're completely dumb, but sheep are not very smart critters. I, I'm beginning to think we're, we're losing it here. But but sheep also, like us, don't do well under stress. No. We get cancer under stress. We get acne under stress. We get heart. We get hypertension. We get all, head, migraine headaches. We get all kinds of problems happen to the human body under stress. Sheep under stress, they don't rest. They don't lie down. They don't eat. They don't breed. Mm. They just, they, they can literally die. Sheep yeah. could, a sheep can be panicked and, and die. Yeah. I mean, they. Get, I mean, it's not like our possum that can fake dead. Right. Sheep actually can get fearful and actually just die of fear. Right. There's something in them that breaks. Mm -hmm. So they're extremely fearful of fast-moving waters, dangerous waters, uh, prey. Uh, they can't really swim because I mean, look at a sheep. It's like a big Q-tip. I mean, you go down there and they suck all that <laughs> up, and they got little bitty little little big bird legs, and they drown. 
And so they, they only feel secure in nice still water, something that won't sweep them away, something they can control, green pastures. That's where they feel good. In, where, where sheep feel fat and healthy and available, and they have all those things that will really produce real well for the shepherd. So we say in our church here that, that God loves fat sheep. Fat mm-hmm. sheep are faithful, available, and teachable. And it's fat sheep that make a healthy, happy uh, a church. Right. I think it's the same way for a shepherd. He keeps his sheep in the right place. Green pastures still orders. It all works out well. Mm-hmm. Verse, tw- verse, 20, uh, verse 3 says, He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. I, I talked about this uh, a little more in depth in, if you go listen to the sermon series on this, um, in the Psalms Volume 1 project, I talk about how he restores my soul. And I, I'd come to when I heard the Lord call me and save me when I was a little boy out at a camp sitting on a rock and, and the Lord called me. And it was that, that, that put me on the path. I, I fell off the path again. But it was that same conversation that I had with God out on that rock in that quiet place that when I was disturbed when I was in my 20s and I was going to Carbondale and I was really struggling with who I'd be on this side of college, that it was that same conversation with God that happened all over again. Mm -hmm. Jesus jumped in the car with me. I pulled over and we had that same finished conversation. But this time I was mature enough. I had grown enough and... And when I was 14, I didn't have the system around me to, to grind that in and hold that. Mm-hmm. But I had the will by then to do it myself. And I could hear God call me for his namesake. Right. And that restored my soul. I was revived. I was awakened. And, and I think when we think of he restores my soul, I think each of us need to take a look at the fact that God the shepherd has a plan for each of his sheep. He, he's birthed us with a plan. And he wants to get us into his kingdom path mm-hmm. of righteousness. Right. Yeah. I agree. So I love this. Look at he leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. What an incredible statement! He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. What an, it's just powerful. It's a pledge by him. It's a pl- think about this, Beth. It's a pledge. Look at this. This is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. The shepherd of heaven, the shepherd of God, he pledges by his namesake. So it's like, so help me Troy, so help me God. Mm-hmm. You know, by his namesake, he pledges to say, you can count on me. Right. If you put yourself under my care. Right. And so I want you to think about this. Yahweh is saying here, the king of the universe that's leading us into green pastures to where he says his protection, his care for David or me or you or Lucas or anybody listening to us on the dock, his care is not just for the psalmist's sake, but it's for the sake of Yahweh's name. So if you and I have called on the name of Jesus and we have put ourselves under submission to be part of the family of God, then his namesake is that reputation. His namesake is on the line to help us finish the race with him. Right. So, so I, I, I want, I just want to make this very clear church. Everybody listen, friends, listen, wherever you're driving, if you're part of the church, if you've never been in the church, whatever, let me make it clear. When you become a part of the family of God, you don't have to do that in some fancy building. No. You can do that right now in your car where you are. If you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you become grafted into this church, this family. I'll say church better. Let me say it better language. Uh, this family of Israel. Yeah. You become part of the tribe of Jesus. When you trust in Jesus, when you make the Lord your great shepherd, you are not alone. Mm-hmm. You'll need to get plugged in to a faithful family. You need to find a church that's preaching the gospel. You need to find a church that's into the faithful doctrines of the Apostles' Creed. You need to get in there and learn about God. But when you when you connect with him and you trust in him and you call on his name for his name's sake, he restores your soul. Right there. 
for his namesake. Yeah. Why? Because the Bible says all those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yeah. That's Romans that's Romans 10, 13. So, I mean, it's just a powerful thought there to think about. So, church, we're not alone when we call on his name. Before you call on his name, you're on your own. You're on your own on a southbound train. But when you call upon the name of the Lord, everything starts looking up. You start looking toward the kingdom of God and that glory. Psalms 23, 4 goes on and says, thank God we're not alone because look, there's some dark shadows coming. We're not alone, David understands. Look at this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The word for evil is Raha. You always see that like on Stargate, Ra, you know, the evil <laughs> god Ra. Yeah. Well, that comes from the concept of the language is, is harm or trouble. Hmm. That's a bad god. Didn't know that. Yeah, evil Ra, Raha. Hmm. When you Ra-Ra, a lot of Ra-Ra, get yourself in a lot of trouble. <laughs> For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I want you to think about this. David didn't experience the same. He, he did look. He wasn't just a shepherd. He was also in his lifetime a fleer, a fleer of Saul. Mm -hmm. He fleed King Achish. We studied about that. And he had to flee into the Philistines' hands who really wanted to kill him too. Yeah. He had had to trust the Lord in his own life to make sure that neither Saul nor Achish were his shepherds. He mm -hmm. said, God, you're my shepherd. And if I'm to perish, I'm to perish. But I'm going to trust what you've, you've led me to do. Right. So David understood that God walked with him through it all. Right. And that and doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that it's always going to be peaceful. The fact that you need God to walk through it all means it's probably not. No, it, we right. wouldn't even notice him. God would be sitting on the hill. And we'd be like, I, I think that guy over there is just watching us. But, you right. know, it's it's in the valley where he becomes important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good word. I, I, I've learned that the entire valley of the shadow of death thing, where it says your rod and your staff. The rod is the offensive weapon and the staff is the hooking weapon and the carrying the lifting up of the sheep pulling them out of the the crack or whatever mm -hmm. you need to do straighten them up but when i when i think of your rod and your staff i'm a southern boy i always go back to buford pusser's walking tall i like that walking tall big stick he could correct a lot of action so when i think of the rod and the staff i think old buford pusser from down south he's gone now but 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 he was able to write things with the rod yeah. So the idea here is that the shepherd symbol is the, the office is the rod and the staff, mm -hmm. protection and defense. And it is his rod and his staff that will guide me and you through. Right. So, so we're, for his namesake, he's going to come defend us. He's going to fight for us. I mean, there's so many times in the Bible you read, like Hezekiah goes to God and says, hey, they're fixing to take us down, but look what they've written about you for your namesake. We, there's several times in the, in the Kings where God rallies when he really is ready to wipe out Israel, they deserve it. But somebody on the other side just thumbs God in the eye one too many times. And God just says, he's like, Papa, I just can't stand it no more. And he wipes out 185,000 of them. God just has something. I know we, we don't always play on his good side, but he has this love for us that won't quit. Right. Thank God it doesn't quit. Mm -hmm. And our, our walking tall, when our walking tall steps up, I'm telling you, every wolf and bear will be dispelled in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So walking tall is what I think about. So church, think about this. Just think, what, what I like here is that life promises green pastures, okay? But there will also be challenging hours, like Beth said. Mm -hmm. and there's going to be evil. There's going to be raha. We're going to have harm and trouble. And in both cases, whether we're on the top of the valley, or the bottom, or top of the mountain or the bottom of the valley, we're not alone. Our shepherd is always on duty. Right. He's walking tall for us. God walks tall for us. We can enjoy life. We don't want to live with our head in the sand. 
but we want to live with our hand with our eyes fixed on him we want to stay under his care and under his his his, his tutelage and we want to be moving where he tells us to move and doing what he tells us to do but understand he wants us to enjoy life mm-hmm. and he wants to, the bible says he wants to have life and have it more abundantly right so he, he doesn't want us to have all of our hours be challenging, but there will be challenging ones. He'll get us through those so we can have those wonderful pastures again. We just have to stick with him through it all. I think that's one of the, one of the biggest keys that I see in 23rd Psalms. I love, I love the next move here. What I really like is that in Psalm 23, verse five, I love the next move. It's kind of a turnaround moment. Now he's talking about the future. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. It's all forward thinking. It's a promise. Think about this. You'll anoint my head. You prepare a table. And all these things are what people will see on you because of the Lord's hand of being your shepherd. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a clean, if you're a healthy sheep, if your fur's clean, you're, you're free from your wounds, and, and you're doing well. It doesn't mean people won't like you, won't have hard times, there won't be droughts that you have to face, but your shepherd got you through it. Your shepherd walked you through the valley. Mm-hmm. Your shepherd brought you through the storm. Your shepherd has seen you through it. So when, he, when you read Psalm 23 5 you see a promise that the lord's hand will ultimately bless us and see us through right and the anointing of the head that that last verse you anoint my head with oil is an anointing that declares a rich spiritual blessing so when you anoint in the bible somebody's head you would do that to when somebody come to your house and somebody come to the door and says hey john come on in sit down on the recliner want want a coke you know want some peanuts we're gonna watch a game when somebody would come over you wouldn't do that you would wash their feet and then anoint their head. Hmm. And that was to clean their feet from the road, just a, just a, just a way to, to respect them. Mm-hmm. And then you'd anoint their head to bless them, to say they're going to be blessed in this house and they're going to be treated with respect. So when he says he anoint, will you anoint my head with oil, that means that God is promising us that follow him as his sheep of his pasture. He's promising us tangible and intangible blessings. We're going to receive gifts from him that we can explain and we can't explain. Right. He's going to anoint our head. Other people are going to see the anointing on us and blessings on us. I, I just It's just amazing what God does. The anointing of the head was done for the honored guest in that day, and it, it will be clear to other people that we are special. We're anointed. We're, we, he's daddy. He's Yahweh to us. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's all about. It will be seen to be the point of, he says, my cup runneth over. People will ultimately see that because of God, we have a blessing that's not just a blessing, but it's going to run over. It's going to touch other people that are around us in a positive way. So Yahweh's generosity, I love this, and his provision are like a lavish treatment. In my life, there'll be there'll be testimonies that, that people can see where God's done something. And the testimony will also touch other people in a way that they'll touch other people. Like a generous host who who keeps his honored guest cup flowing. Mm-hmm. And blesses them. That 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 causes others to see what, what how that person is. God wants to keep you in a way that other people will see your testimony that your shepherd's a good shepherd, and it will speak to his namesake. Right. So 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 I know we all have tough times, but it's how God brings. Everybody has tough times, but how God brings you through really speaks worlds uh, to how how to how God's going to get glorified. Right? Can you imagine having to go through those times without Him? Oh my goodness! I mean, oh. they're hard when you know He's there. They're hard enough. Oh, my goodness. It's just unbelievable. The abundance of God's love for us and care for us is not known till you really need it. And when you need it, man, you're sure glad you have it. Can you imagine not having it and really needing it? I can't even imagine. We are not alone. 
We are, we are not alone. I mean, I have seen that in two cases in our, our, our faith community uh, just last week with two miraculous turnarounds. Uh, I, one gentleman in our church who had surgery and had kind of a strange turn. And I've watched, I watched his family bear in and just trust God and pull him through. And I, I've seen people in the same situations and not pull through. And that's, right. that's not a lack of God. But, but this is a fact that everybody involved was saying, this is yours, God. Yeah. Win, lose, or draw, we're going to trust you. The brother loved the Lord dearly, and people just trusted the shepherd to do the right thing. And the right. shepherd did, in this right. case, amazed us. I saw a little girl that could explain how she was healed this week, and God's touched her, despite the fact doctors can't figure it out, prayer has made a difference. Right. I, I've seen another woman this in the last few months, should have died, hasn't died. I've seen people that I didn't want to die pass away from COVID. Right. You know, you can't always explain it, but sometimes walking us through the valley of the shadow of death also means walking us home. But even in the midst of that, we saw. In the midst of that, we saw worship. great things. Yeah, I, just the family, the way they handled it. I saw unshaken people because they knew their shepherd had their best intent. Right. That's what this is all and about. And they were still sad and grieving. and. But all knew there would be a reunion. But, yeah. Nobody was scared about us not getting back together. Right. Because what they understood, what they understood was that our good Shepherd is not just our good shepherd for a few hours. Right. Our good shepherd is on on duty. And when you leave here, when you leave the earth, it's not the end. I mean, you're not walking off the edge. No. Dropping off. No. I, I, it's I, just the beginning. I, I, I said this. You and I as sheep of his pasture, we're just not alone. Right. He doesn't abandon us. He's not leaving us. He's not forsaking us. And this is what everybody that I've been dealing Beth and I are talking about these testimonies. This is what they're all saying. They're all resting in Psalm 23, 6. That's that last verse. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yeah. I mean, people get nervous around me. I mean, I tell people I'm always ready to die and go. <laughs> I do. I have my funeral songs ready. I, I added a funeral song. I officially think I'm adding a funeral song. I can't remember what it is right now. I lost it. What was that song I was going to add? I had a new song. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. I'm thinking about adding that one. Oh. Yeah. Psalm 23, 6. Surely goodness, yeah, surely goodness and mercy <laughs> shall follow me. There, it was another song besides that. I can't remember what it was. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm ready to go. I've got my songs picked out. I, I know the people here that, that it could have gone bad for, they were ready anyway. Right. I know the brother that passed away, he was ready, and the family all knew he was ready. So all of us have that assurance that goodness and mercy will follow us, whether we're here or in the kingdom of God. Hebrew, the word Rodolph, the word Rodolph there is, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. The word Rodolph here is a port one. We talked about one of the earlier Psalms. I think it's Psalm 34, where it talks about he loves us like a like the love's a clinging love. It, it, it's grabbing too. It's he hugs us and loves us like a mother hen loves her chicks. Mm -hmm. This here is even crazier. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Rodolph, I gotta tell you what Rodolph means. It's to chase somebody like a dog or an animal in pursuit. Like if, a, if, if an animal was in pursuit of a deer, like a, oh, we used to have a hunting dog and chase a rabbit, but but that was good. But if they ever got on a deer scent, you could never get your dog back. They'd just run for decades. <laughs> they, I mean, every now and then the dog would get on a deer and you got to get them off it quick. Really? Oh my gosh. We'd be out there hunting on your dad's land and we'd be on the rabbit and they'd pick up a deer scent and they'd switch. You'd see that dog just start, they'd go from tracking to running huh. and they will, and deer don't run in circles. They run in straight lines. So you lose your dog, you go find your dog. Oh, Maybe dog be three counties over. So you got to get them off that scent right quick. You almost got to stop the 
hunt. Yeah. Because when that dog picks up that deer scent, that deer's in, 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 in season, it's a strong scent, and the pursuit gets crazy. Like, they're thinking, hmm. this isn't a rabbit. We're getting deer, you know? And, they get, and the dog, the <laughs> beagle dog, goes, do oh, yeah, I saw it with Scotty Pribble and those guys many times. Well, I know they'll yeah. get off trail, but I didn't know that. Pick up a deer scent, especially during the yeah. season. Huh. And so Rodolph is that kind of concept that surely goodies must shall follow me. In other words, God is going to come after us like a shepherd who loves his sheep as much as our dog Bo loves beef. Our dog <laughs> Bo loves beef like you've never seen anything. Beef defined could be lamb, could be deer, could be beef, could be buffalo. All those are the same to him. But, I mean, hot dogs are okay. Chicken, something, he can't stand fish. But you, if he knows there's beef outside, he will he will tr- talk, he will go to the bathroom 20 times a night just to slip around to eat a beef hot dog yeah. out for the possums on the yeah. other side of the house. He is a beef nut. Yeah. A beef nut. Okay, so surely goodness mercy shall follow you like Bo goes after that beef mm-hmm. relentlessly. That's good. God loves us relentlessly. And he is going to pursue us at all case and at all costs. And he is really coming after us. And so when you think about that, the verb follow is like God is like an animal in pursuit. Surely goodness mercy shall follow me. He's going to get me there. He is locked on me, laser focused like that beagle dog on that deer now. Yeah. And if you don't get the beagle dog off it... <laughs> You're going to have to find the beagle dog in the next county. So the verb is amazing. So when the Lord is our shepherd, instead of being stalked by wild beasts, you and I are being pursued by the loving care of a Lord that won't stop. Hmm. So when you think, surely goodness and mercy will follow me, that's God saying, for my namesake, I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. You committed yourself to me. I'll be there for you. Just keep your eyes on me. And all the days of my life, I will dwell. We, we know where we'll end up. Win, lose, or draw on the case. Right. We know we'll get through. And again, listen to this, folks. Hear me. Please hear me. Again, we, the sheep of his pastor, will never, ever be alone. Why? He's in hot pursuit on us. I mean, I mean hot pursuit. So I, I want you to think it's a powerful thought to think like that. The, you know, the, the whole idea of Psalm 23 is to tell us, you know, we're just not alone, Beth. There's just nothing about us. It, if, we're, if, if we aren't a child of God, God is trying to get us on board. And so the Holy Spirit is trying to send people to offer a relationship with Christ to us. I, mm-hmm. I, I believe that, that God is pretty, pretty relentless, you know, in that, in that matter. I believe God is really trying to get to us and, and really trying to make a difference in us that way. So, so I, what we need to understand greater than that is that God's after us. But once we commit ourselves to God, he now moves from being after us trying to convert us to simply trying to make sure we have everything we need to prosper. Right. And I just love, I love that part. Let me take a look at this here. Let's see. Let's, let's see here. Though Psalm 23, I think, I think most of us know Psalm 23 is mostly read at funerals, mostly read at funerals, almost, almost predominantly. We, we see it almost every Mm -hmm. funeral I've ever done after I read it. You know, a lot of people think it's a funeral song. I don't think it's a funeral song. I think it's the all through life. I'm not alone. Right. We read it there because it's the comfort of knowing for all of us that we don't see that sheep anymore, that he was one of us. And now he's with God in the great pasture. Mm -hmm. That's a source of comfort. But what's more comforting to me is the reminder of the fact that through the highest and the lowest, he'll be there. Right. And we don't have to wait. 
Not at all. Until we die for that to become true. That's... We need to we need to move sooner on it. Right. Through Psalm 23's read at funerals, like I said, it's a trust psalm. It, it, it's David declaring and promising that, that God will lead us through ultimately to the house of the Lord. It's our trust in him that will get us through. And that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. That he'll follow us like a pursuit. He really wants to see us get in there. And, and I think it, another good point about that is that, you know, if, if we are following his pathway, he's going to make sure that no harm comes to us on that pathway. And, and it doesn't mean we won't be challenged. No, but if it's the pathway that he has set for us, he will he will make sure that nothing comes Absolutely. against us to keep us from Absolutely. continuing on the pathway that he has set. And it's it's his responsibility to make sure Absolutely. that we are able Our key is to, to stay in his pasture, to stay on his path, right. to stay under his care. It's I've his responsibility that. to make sure it happens. The Bible says the devil's like a roaring lion, mm-hmm. seeking to whom he may devour. I believe that. I believe the Lord the, the, the Lord has given the devil dominion over certain parts of this world, right. over the land. And he allows us to be challenged by the challenge. And he allows people to be consumed by the devil that yes, choose to. That choose to. But those that have made a free will decision for God right. and have accepted Christ for his namesake yes. and have their soul restored, he no longer has dominion over us. Right. We now have higher authority in our life. So we're not, we're, we broke that curse, and we're back under a relationship where we can walk with Daddy in the garden. Right. Okay. So I think what's important to understand is we need to act like that. Right. When we get say we need to not act like we're people of the world and the devil, and, and understand the devil will still bring his nasty breath teeth right up to right. us and be ferocious. Right. But I believe he's on a leash then, just mm-hmm. like Job. God was on. God put the devil on a leash and said, "Job, you can't kill Job. Yeah, you can do this. You can do that. Everything." In the story of Job was negotiated, right? Because God was the shepherd. Yes. But then, and only reason Job lost anything was because God was proving a point, right? And the point was that God had a real relationship with Job, and Job really saw him as his dad. And even in the worst of it, he stuck by him. Yeah. He won. the The devil lost that fiddle fiddle match. Right. Okay. And it's not always bad things that he brings against. That's right. Us. Sometimes he tries to entice us and lure us away, and with good things or what, what we think are good things. Absolutely. And I think the devil sits there on a leash and he can intimidate us. He can bark at us. He can make right. us fearful if we choose to be, but we need to remember our pastor. If we'll look at our father, our, 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 our shepherd, he'll take us to the still waters and quiet pastures. We need to right. keep our eye fixed on him and he'll walk us out of that. Right. I have been, you and I've been in crusades in Thailand doing stuff out in villages where there's a very strong uh, Islamic uh, Muslim presence of the drug dealers in those ghetto slums. We've been out there preaching the gospel, literally delivering, seeing a village delivered by Jesus Christ from their from from their background as Buddhists, seeing them accept Christ for the first time. And I've seen, I've seen the drug dealers that run those communities come and stand in the middle of the road and look at us holding literally machetes in their mm-hmm. hand, looking at us, threatening like, "I'm going to come down there and hack one of your heads off." Yeah. And I I remember standing up there one day when that was going on, seeing that guy and just looking face to face and saying, this is our church and we've claimed this place and the Lord brought us here. And that guy stayed and then finally he just was out of there. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying, what I'm saying is if you're called to be there and God brought you there, he will defend you. Exactly. And I, I'm not saying, there are many Christians who have lost their life yeah. doing the right thing as sure. well, but he'll be there for them as well. When Stephen died... Stephen saw the hand of God walking him through it. And he's right. the one who said, right. forgive them for they know not what they do. He, he was being comforted. So God can get you through the valley 
if you'll keep your eyes fixed on him. I, right. I just think Psalm 23 is an incredible psalm. Let me wrap up by saying this. If you can, if you can say or better confess that the Lord is your shepherd, and you have all your need. If you can start with that, you've, you've got a good place going. And we need to understand at, at, at church, listen to me, wherever you are, you need to understand that, that sheep have to have grass and water. We need to have peace and, and comfort. We need to do that. To do that, we got to trust God. Yeah. God is the only ultimate source that can get us <laughs> for, to the kingdom forever and ever. Right. He's the only one that can get us through that far with it. And so I think it's important for us to understand that the Lord is there for us to do this. And most importantly, we have to remember that we are not alone. We, we are just not alone in any way, shape, or form. And, and let me close with this, and we'll really wrap up. You're not alone. Not only are you not alone, but the shepherd will never lead you where he cannot care for you. Mm-hmm. I want you to hear that. Wherever you listen to this, car, audio, podcast, uh, online, the shepherd's never going to lead you, hear me, never going to lead you, take you to a place where he cannot care for you. And he will see you through the valley. And ultimately, he will bring you into the house of the Lord forever. You just got to trust that. It's in those valleys, though. Hear this. It's in those valleys where your character will be fashioned. So sometimes he takes you through them and brings you out for a new day because he's got a new assignment for you. And just, you know, just who you are is a compilation of the valleys and the things you've gone through. And so someday you'll realize that what you've been through has really made you who you are. You are a child of God Mm -hmm. and you are not alone. Remember that along the journey and Psalm 23 will serve you very, very well. You like that? I think that's good. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, You can listen to that larger one if you want to go to Community Faith Church. Check it out on their SermonNet site or go to coftv.com. You can check out the full series there. We're going to be back with you in number five of this series, the Psalms Volume 1 Project. We'll be taking a look at Songs for the Soul, Message for the Heart, and we'll be taking a peek at Psalm 90. It's a great psalm called, uh, we've entitled this psalm, Our Home. So check that out. We'll be back with you for that in upcoming cast and you can always find us at on the doc.org email us at info at on the doc.org as well if you want more information you can find us on our podcast sites at youtube itunes spotify google Podcasts, facebook roku rumble and sermonet and please give us a shout out on our social media sites facebook instagram telegram and twitter so check those out let us know how we're doing communicate with us make sure you share our broadcast with other people as well and hit the subscribe like share and notify button and we'd love to have your comments as well so thanks for joining us you can also check us out and become a patreon partner or a sponsor check that out you can find all those links if you would like back at on the doc.org and if you don't have a church home we would love to see you come out to community faith church community faith church is our host church for the podcast site we'd love to have you at sundays at 10 o'clock wednesdays at 6 30 we have a live church service come out and join us we also have a presence for our virtual campus at coftv.com check that out there's all kinds of links to our other platforms there as well love having you here mother beth thank you mm-hmm. lucas good job he made it all happen we'll see you back soon on the dock with pastor Jordan.